Has anything good ever happened to someone who rents a house in a movie? I feel like it always goes quite badly, and it's just a matter of time before one of my own vacation stints at an Airbnb ends in some kind of world-ending horror. Welcome everyone to Feelin' Film. I'm your film critic Aaron White here with my review of Leave the World Behind, coming to us from Netflix. It stars Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, Ethan Hawke, Mayala, and Kevin Bacon. It is directed by Sam Esmail and written by Sam Esmail, and based on the 2020 novel of the same name by Ruman Alam. Cinematography is by Todd Campbell. It is edited by Lisa Lassick and music is by Mac Quayle. It runs 141 minutes and is rated R for language, some sexual content, drug use, and brief bloody images. What's it about? A family vacation on Long Island is interrupted by two strangers bearing news of a mysterious blackout. As the threat grows more imminent, both families must decide how best to survive the potential crisis, all while grappling with their own place in this collapsing world. The first thing is I have not read the book, so I will not be making a comparison between book and movie. So I'm strictly approaching this from my experience with what the film gives me and that story alone. So it kicks off with Amanda telling her husband Clay that she has booked a surprise vacation for their family in order to get away. The title comes from the name on the listing for the house that she rents, which the name of the ad is Leave the World Behind. They take off and leave the city as a way of getting away from people and having some time to reset, which is, of course, something very relatable for many similar middle-class families, I'm sure. That's not long after they arrive before they start encountering oddities. Amanda sees a man stocking up on water and canned goods at the grocery store while she's shopping. An oil tanker runs aground on the beach while they're sunbathing and playing outside, and then the Wi-Fi mysteriously stops working all throughout the house. That evening, two strangers named G.H. and his daughter Ruth show up, claiming to be the house owners, telling them that a blackout has occurred and asking to stay there for the evening. Of course, our renting couple is unable to verify this because there's no internet, phone, or TV access due to the presumed blackout. Amanda is super suspicious and rigid. She doesn't like people at all, and she's a very untrusting person. By contrast, her husband is extremely friendly and welcoming and wants to just allow them in and give them a safe space for the night and hang out and have drinks. As you might expect, this causes some familial conflict between the two. Also causing conflict is Ruth's paranoia after receiving news reports that Hackers might be responsible for the blackout. There's a constant tension, a little bit racially charged as well, between she and Amanda, who herself kind of comes off a little bit like a Karen during these first few days the couples are together. Of Amanda and Clay's two children, Rose is the one that is a little more interesting. She is obsessed with the television show Friends, and she's mad that she isn't going to be able to watch the finale episode and find out what happened to Ross and Rachel and whether or not they got together because the Wi-Fi is gone and she can't stream it on her tablet anymore. It's pretty funny. You'll either find it to be cute and meta or completely ridiculous because her mother, Julia Roberts, 
was actually in the series Friends. So you can presume that this child has watched the episode that Julia Roberts appears in as Chandler's love interest and yet it's not making the connection that it looks exactly like her mom. Anyway, it's actually very ironic as a plot point because throughout the film she seems to care much more about what is going to happen to these fictional characters than she is concerned with the actual potential impending end of the world that could be happening around them. All kinds of weird stuff starts happening. Rose is curious about a whole bunch of deer that show up in their yard and somewhat lead them into a forest where they discover a shed out in the middle of nowhere that makes me think a lot of the bunker in Lost. It's got that same mystery about it. Planes start flying from the sky, self-driving cars pile up on the roads, and there is a randomly intermittent ear-splitting sound that comes screeching through the air at various times. These are seemingly very unconnected and odd phenomena. And the film does a good job of really keeping you off base and unsure what is happening, not really completely certain if this is some sort of man-made event that is causing this or supernatural in some way. One of the best things about the movie is the pulse-pounding and ominous score and sound design. They really do give you a sense of impending doom and make it feel like something truly apocalyptic is being built to. The camera work is doing a lot. Every other shot is seemingly unconventional and indicative of that sort of typical directorial flourish that gets overdone when Netflix gives over full control to someone as a filmmaker. You might find it distracting and excessive to the point where it really hampers your enjoyment of the film, to be honest, because it's constantly switching angles and giving you weird perspectives. But you may enjoy it and feel that it adds to the oddity and the disturbing uncertainty of the story and what the characters are feeling about the things that are happening around them. I do think that the film goes on far too long and that the pacing is a little bit off, despite it being pretty compelling and often generating that really consistent sense of dread. There are moments in this that really point to something special, but it never quite gets there. I definitely felt the length and at various times was in a hurry for the movie to kind of get going and maybe wrap up or get to some sort of reveal that would tell me what was going on instead of just introducing more and more and more questions. I don't really have a lot to say about the performances. I think that they're fine. Nothing about them stands out to me whatsoever, but they are serviceable. They didn't ruin anything for me. They also didn't elevate this in any way. This is a conspiracy theory film, so my big questions are, is it unsettling and does it make me curious? And I would say, for the most part, the answer to both of those is yes. And so, it was an overall enjoyable experience for me. I was never quite sure what was happening. And so because of that, I felt like the ending, it was imperative that it landed and gave me a sense of either satisfying closure or ambiguity, at least in a way that I found to be interesting and thought provoking. Here in the film version, it's clear what is happening. Now, all of the different things that the family have experienced across the time that we spend with them are not fully explained individually, and that is where I find some enjoyment will be had from having discussions about how the different phenomena could have occurred based on what we learn about the cause. There is also an especially wonderful and scathing zinger of a final scene that 
says a ton about how this current generation might actually cope with something like a potential extinction level apocalyptic event as compared to the generations that have come before. Overall, the movie makes some great points about interpersonal relationships and how society is so reliant on an electronic informational flow. It is worth a watch if you enjoy this sort of mysterious psychological thriller. Leave the World Behind can be seen streaming on Netflix beginning on December the 8th. Well, that's it for this review. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Please like and subscribe, and please share with your movie-loving friends, family, and coworkers. That's how we spread the word, and we bring more people into the fold here. If you're listening on a podcast app, thank you for that as well. It's much appreciated. Love to chat, so you can find me in the YouTube comments or on social media and let me know what you think of the film when you do see it, or come tell me how it's different than the book. I'd love to have that conversation as well. I usually find that very compelling to discuss what changes were made and perhaps why. I'll be back soon with another new review. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filmed.